Is it? <laughs> Sorry. Let's go. Make that noise again. What? <laughs> this is carp face. Sure is. I'm, I'm Chris. I'm Lori. I'm a Lori. You're a Lori. I'm a Cesare. That's what, when people used to call Cesare Casella's restaurant many years ago, and he'd answer the phone, he'd be like, I'm a Cesare. I don't know who that is, okay, but I like it all. We'll, we'll no, say, it. It, say who it is. Cesare name, Casella. Say his name. He's a chef. He's an okay. Italian chef. I'm a Cesare. <laughs> Lori, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for asking. Wow. Yeah. This is a podcast. I, it's a podcast about food, mm-hmm. food media. Yep. We're sometimes gross, uh, sometimes very funny. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone in the hallway where we record, mm-hmm. and he said... Oh, can I just get my lunch out of the room where you record? I said, of course, you can always interrupt. He said, no, 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 I don't. It sounds so professional when you do it. I don't want to interrupt. And I said, wait, you listen? Like I was shocked. Yeah. And horrified. (laughs) And I said, you listen to this filthy thing? And he said, and he paused and he said, I was a little surprised. (laughs) (laughs) So you might be a little surprised. Is this a normal podcast? I don't know. What's a normal podcast? Do we talk about murders? That's that's every fucking podcast. And I'm not mad at them. Some people get very mad. At the murder podcast? At the murder podcast. And there are these true crime and it's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you don't have to listen. It's fine. Yeah. It's actually kind of some, it's kind of work to find the podcast that you want to listen to. So like, if that one doesn't appeal to you, don't fucking listen to it. Yeah. But if this one does appeal to you. Listen. Listen. And listener, right now, let's name a listener, JT. Mm -hmm. JT. Yep. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. All right. I am glad your knee is better. Wow. Keep lifting. It's very You're doing specific. great. You're doing a great job. Keep um, lifting. Get out there. Power up. Now I want to name a listener. Name a, name a listener. Uh, Owen. Hey, Owen. Thanks so much for listening. Owen, I look forward to hearing your Dinty Moore slash weed story, which apparently you have. Everyone's got a Dinty Moore story. Do you know Owen in l- real life? I do. Yeah. Okay. So he'll tell you and then will you ask for permission to retell it? Yes. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that we were going to create a podcast that became so closely associated with Dinty Moore, mm-hmm. Hi Chew. Mm-hmm. What else mm-hmm. are we associated with? Who else do we want to sponsor us? Yeah. Super Dick Man. So other things. Where, uh, Dinty Moore. Yeah, what are we associated with? What we associated and, with? and what do we want? Triscuits, As a, mo- as a mom, triscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I wonder, at some point, Oreos. maybe some of these things, we need to let go of them. Like, are we just going to keep collecting things? Yes. Or are we going to cycle some of these things out? Well, I mean, we take a break from as a mom, don't yeah, we? we do. We Thank let as a God. mom rest. Yeah. And bring it back full force. Moms get tired. Moms do. Oh as God. a mom. Yeah. Sometimes I need a break from you. Sometimes I take a day off. And uh, I need you to go fucking take care of yourself because as a mom, I need a break. I do a lot. Thank Mm you. Right? Dude, I need so much sleep and my son doesn't even live with me all the time. Like, are you not sleeping? No, I I mean, I like, I took two naps yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Two. (laughs) 
and only got out of bed from the second nap because I had tickets to a show. What did you see? I saw, oh, this is one of the things that was on my list Great. that I would love to talk about. Go. I saw, it's a, it's a limited run now, but I, it's, I know it's going to come back in another form. It's called Cancer, A Love Story. And it is a one-woman show by my very good friend, C.D. Clifford, and it is fucking hilarious and also devastating. And it is her one-woman show talking about her diagnosis with uterine and cervical cancer wow. and a lot of other stuff. And it doesn't sound like a funny premise, but she's really, really good. I have not seen Tig Notaro's, uh, you know, very celebrated bit about her live, cancer diagnosis. Live live. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I cannot compare them, but I will say C.D. Clifford is a talent and a delight and a very funny performer. She's radically honest, and this show I know is going to come back um, after this limited run, and uh, you should check it out. She has previously done shows called Baby Love, and something that I'm going to forget now, but it's about it's basically about her parents' sex life. So mm. don't bring the kids. Okay. Last night, one of her friends did bring the kids, and she was like, "You brought your kids," um, but whatever, it's fine. It's not. It's NSFK. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like my K, ha, no, you know, has seen and knows too much, and sure. you cannot unspill that water. So we watched Shrill this weekend. Oh yeah, how all was six it? episodes. Loved it. Yeah, I wasn't perfect, but it was very good and fun. And then uh, now we're watching. I don't know. Do you call it penis? Do you call it pen 15? Um, pen 15. Okay. But penis. Um, yeah. We are watching Is the shit great? out of that. It's great. Although I have to say, I can't always stand it because I find the the two leads are adults playing yeah. seventh grade girls and they talk a lot like and act like seventh grade girls. Yeah, and yeah. I realize that that is can be really fucking irritating. <laughs> like the pitch of the voice, the whining, the way they kind of fight with each other, the like just seventh gradeness of it all i find a little irritating so i kind of dip in and out but it is funny and it is great and i love that it exists I know, come on I, i've heard them on podcasts let's let's have them on right. let's sure. do that yeah let's do that you can tell them that i i will tell them i will tell them that when i go home because they're my roommates really but, no congrats yeah no <laughs> dude Lori, how are the what's the cat situation you know, I gotta say the cat right now this week is thriving. Great. Um, he's he's eating more. He's like a little more lively. He's talking. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, I've been told that he is is really thirsty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I've considered deactivating his Instagram account. Um, he does he does drink a lot out of the faucet, but I think he just likes it. If he has diabetes, I don't want to know about it. That's his business. Right. I'll you know when I find him. <laughs> It's terrible. When I find him dead in the corner, I'll be like, he had a good life. He had a great life. He mm -hmm. got to drink out of the tap. Yeah. My cats are drinking out of the toilet a lot. Yeah, not my cat. Thank God. And... I mean, it would shorten his life and make my life easier, but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do your cats drink out of the toilet? <laughs> they do. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm now on a mission to constantly close the toilet lids. Yeah, that's how it should be. Well, You've, I know. we were. Mm -hmm. We were there, and then we weren't there. Sure. I think they've gotten out of the habit. I've had yeah. too many wet... Uh, I sit on the couch, cats jump up. I'm screaming. I'm silently screaming about what you're telling me. And just, you get a little wet face rub up against you, and you think, 
I just, I hope it was a clean flush. I just pray God for a clean flush. That's where I am in life right now. Just give me a clean flush. Mm. I feel like maybe some signage in your bathroom would be, maybe like a penalty system. How would the cats read that? The cats aren't going to be like, oh, there's a sign I can't drink out of this. That's right. I'm really taking care of my health these days. Yes, yes. Mm. I'm assuming your cats can read because, duh. Right. Um, No, I mean for your family. Oh. Like to remind your family, close the toilet. Unless you want to get, you poop know, kisses. Oh God, I don't know why I'm. I'm a little squeamish today. I don't What's know up why. What's with the poop kisses? Is it's, that bothering you? It, yeah, piss it is. kisses. What about a piss kiss? What about a little piss kiss? <laughs> totally from a kitty fine. Cat? Isn't that Cliss's nickname? I mean, um, <laughs> middle name. <laughs> piss kiss. That is a name, it's, which is Cliss Piss Kiss. Mm-hmm. That's his last name, actually. <laughs> it's German. <laughs> there's so many things you can blame on the Germans and be like, they don't know. It's they're German. There's no way to know. Yeah. There's no way to know. Lori, you went somewhere. I you went somewhere did. on an airplane and you Instagrammed it. The, I Instagrammed the shit out of it. But the thing was, is it was really, it was really good. You did a good job Instagramming you. your life. Thanks. Uh, uh, you want to go off on a tear while I eat my salad? Sure. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go off mic and crunch. Okay. Uh, despite the fact that I was down to like less than a thousand dollars in my checking account and was like, I don't know, I'm going to pay my rent next month. I went to Europe for a week. Um, it was a long planned trip and don't worry. I got paid while I was gone. I got paid. You got so paid. I can once again, pay my Congrats. rent. Thanks. Uh, so I went to Europe. I went to London for two nights. I went to Lyon for two nights and then I went to Paris for three nights and I was doing research for the books that I'm working on. Uh, involving the late Anthony Bourdain. One is a travel book and one is an oral biography. So I did some interviews of people who knew Tony. Who did you talk to? I talked to Nigella Lawson. (gasps) Did you really? I did, yes. She's really special. She's really special. She was wonderfully generous with her time. Um, It was a thrill to meet her. I had met her once before very briefly, and she was warm and wonderful then and did that wonderful thing where she, you know, not knowing whether or not she had met me before. uh, This is when I first met her several years ago. She said, it's great to see you. And I so appreciate that. Like, I know it's it's a deliberate thing, but I was like... She, she may have met me before, and she wants me to feel... She might remember. Yeah. She's wonderful. I, cu- I can't say enough good about her. And also, I was looking at her, and I was thinking, I think I am ready to learn how to use eye makeup, because she huh. has a flawless eye going on. And I was also remembering past guest Grace Bonney talking about her love of a winged eye yeah. after watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And I thought, I can do this. I don't think it'll be easy. But there's a lot of information out there that I could use to get better at doing eye makeup. As a choice, and if that's what you want, I want it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can always go to the Mac counter. Yeah. Right. I get know, yourself but, to the Mac counter. Mm, but then prepared. they're like going to try and sell me shit. Yeah, I just yeah, want to yeah, go to Dwayne Reed. That's the point. And oh, buy okay. some makeup or maybe Sephora, but like I don't want a whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't want somebody like sitting me down. I want to like buy a bunch of stuff, go home, watch a bunch of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. probably make a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. and then be able to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I, I mean, some lessons would not be a bad thing. But like, I don't know. I feel like I go to the Mac counter, I'm going to walk out of there with like $200 worth of eye well, makeup. What if, you, what if you go up to the Mac counter and you say, I... As a mom. <laughs> if you go up to the Mac counter and say... Hi. 
I recently interviewed Nigella Lawson. Her mm-hmm. eye makeup was incredible, mm-hmm. and it made me want to move into her house and be her daughter. Yeah. Can you show me how to do that? And here's my encouragement to you. And I really don't want to spend more than $40 here today. <laughs> I'm looking oh. at 40. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because I'm just getting started. I'm not ready to buy the whole eye. Yeah. Just a little bit of eye. <laughs> Give me a little eye. One hamster eye, please. What can I do to incorporate into my everyday eye? Wow. You're really good at and that. And so you're setting boundaries right up front. Mm-hmm. They know how much time to spend with you if they mm-hmm. work on commission, mm-hmm. which is not a lot. Yeah, very little. <laughs> they need to move you on. I'll and just that's, like toss that, an eyeliner at me. Who wouldn't want, if you're working on commission, mm-hmm. You want to know right up front. You want to know that up front. So you're developing the appropriate amount of camaraderie and Mm -hmm. comfort. You're giving some quick tips and being like, I got you right over here. This is going to be perfect. You're going to go boom, boom, boom. You're out of there in five minutes. Okay. I love this. We should do, you should do, because I'm terrible at it, but you should do a shopping podcast. Okay. Shopping podcast. How to shop. How to shop. Uh, It's, it would be a sister podcast to Retail Nightmares, Mm -hmm. right? How to shop, how to be a better shopper. Yes. Okay. I like it. What are your top five tips for being a better shopper? Number one, set boundaries, Mm. set boundaries, Mm -hmm. set financial boundaries. Number two, go in with a list. Never shop without a list. Number three, be open to possibilities. Your list is there to guide you through the possibilities and not let you get stuck on the possibilities. So for example, when I go to Wegmans, what might I do? I have a list. I use Mm -hmm. an app, it's called Mm -hmm. Grocery IQ. Everything is on there. I I have to have a list, I have to. If somebody says, if my wife says to me, hey, can you please uh, get some chicken thighs? I'll be like, please put it on the list. It Mm. sinks between the two of us Mm. so we can both update the list. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Why? Because I can't keep things in my head. I've stopped trying to keep my life in my head. Okay. It's now on a list. Yeah. Great. So going through Wegmans, being open to possibilities, will I see their whole section devoted toward fermented vegetables? Absolutely. Wow. Will I see it? Is it on my list? Never. Yeah. Unless I'm getting kimchi, but I'm not getting kimchi at Wegmans. I'm going to the Korean market. Okay. To get my kimchi. And that's me. Yeah. That's me. And Wegmans, if you're listening, I don't have anything against your kimchi. I bet it's great. Will I buy it? No. Hmm. Because, do you know why? Because it's nine ninety nine for a small little thing. Damn, I can go to I can go to the Korean grocery store where I, I like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. $5.99, big old bucket. Okay. Big old bucket of kimchi. What? A big old bucket. Um. <laughs> bucket of kimchi. And that's me. So, will I see the fermented vegetables? Mm-hmm. I will. Do I stop and look at it? Yes. Every time? Because I'm, I will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will look to see what kind of kraut do they have in there. Mm-hmm. I love a kraut. Do I eat them? Never. <laughs> Why? You could collect them? <laughs> no. I like knowing that they're there. I find it comforting to see innovations in packaged, pickled, and fermented vegetables. Why? I don't know, Uh but that's where I am. Sure. That's where I am. I like to see the collection, but my list keeps me moving on. So I'm open to wonder, (laughs) but I'm moving on. Grounded in reality. Is that four? One feet, one foot on the ground and Mm -hmm. your head in the stars. Well, I I think that's four. One foot on the ground, another in the fermented vegetables. Yeah. I have the same thing with the box cakes at Food Town. I can see that, sure. Like, I don't, I'm never, I don't know that I've ever bought a box cake. That's not true. I've bought the box cake, but 
I haven't bought one in probably four years, but I love, I have to go down that aisle and be like, there's the pink one, there's the blue one, there's the yellow one. Like, I want to know, is there a new color? Are they ever going to come out with a new color? Blue rocked my world, but I'm ready for sure. a new color. Uh, oh, funfetti. Okay. Right. Yeah, but I don't need existed. it. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. But boy, it's everywhere. Yeah. I cherry like chip is, is one that I look for. Say it again. Cherry chip. Cherry chip. I believe it's a, it's a very old flavor. I believe it's a Duncan Hines, but it could be whatever oh, the other brand is. Do you have the chunks of cherry? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you. In air quotes, there's like not, no real fruit going on in it, but it was my well, fa- it's my father's was. favorite. Okay, and uh, it was very hard to find for a while. And then I would, if I would ever find it, I would hoard it. And uh, you know, I actually haven't looked for a while. But if any, you know, just let's if anybody has any thoughts or feelings about cherry chip yeah. uh, cake mix, let's let's talk about it. Send it, us an email. Send yeah. us a tweet. Um, yeah, tweet us uh, at CarbFacePod where mm-hmm. Lori does guts work. Hashtag cherry chip, mm-hmm. please. Cherry chip hashtag or we won't know what you're talking about. Yep. Thank you. Uh, number five, shopping. If it's expensive, tell yourself I'm not buying it today. Which gives you so much freedom to try on mentally. Is this me? Mm. Do I want that to be me? Much like your eye makeup approach, you know, mm-hmm. give me the, give me, you know, $40 worth of eye. I don't want the whole eye, just $40 yeah. worth. Same thing. Do I okay. want a $40 eye or am yeah. I ready for the $200 eye? What is it that you would find uh, possibly expensive enough to leave behind at Wegmans? Oh, a, a pasta. A nice oh, pasta. Oh, okay. Like a yeah. fancy Italian yeah, yeah, imported yeah. pasta. Yeah, I'm a sucker for packaging. Sure. So if you package it up, it could be the worst pasta in the world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it probably is. But or it not. makes me feel good inside. Yeah. Um, spices. Mm, spices are expensive. I have a big thing about bulk spices. So if I see a big jar of spice, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I do want it. Okay. But they that's like the to. opposite of what all the spice nerds say, which is to buy in small. Yeah, fuck you, spice nerds. Fuck you. Because. I'll, I'll buy my big thing of turmeric that I will never get through. Why? Because I'm not currently cooking enough Indian food. Okay. Okay. All right. Could I make that a life goal? Certainly. I'm prepared for it. I could do it, spice nerds. I'm ready to go. What's your, why are you so angry with the spice nerds? Is it because they want you to go to the store every couple of days? I think spice nerds can fuck off. I, if most anyone in the food world, I fucking hate spice nerds. Okay. Uh, You know, it's got oils in it. Yeah, I fucking know it has oils in it. Yes, I know that it's dead. I know that it's no longer of use. I get that spice nerds, but I paid $7 for this chunk of oregano and I'm going to use it. That's what I'm going to do. Dried oregano. Has it been there for a while? Of course it yeah, has. Yeah, if it's in a chunk, I'm. <laughs> it sounds like you've had that since the Reagan administration. Yeah, maybe I have, Lori. Guess what? If you were a spice nerd, I'd tell you to go fuck off. <laughs> Leave my oregano alone. Fine. And I'm not talking about the marijuana. I'm talking about oregano. I'm right. talking about, do you know what my favorite spice is? Baby spice? I don't know. What's your favorite spice? Pretty close. Smoked paprika. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, so good. So good. I added it to my oatmeal. 
What? Put cheddar cheese in it. Oh my god, I'm mad. Chunks of cheddar now. cheese. Oh, no. like a savory fried, oatmeal. Oh yeah, savory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that. I just oh, I just so good. fried itch. egg on top. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. That's beautiful. I've been doing a sweet oatmeal more lately, but I totally am down. I put Frank's red hot sauce in the oatmeal mm. and a fried egg. Delicious. You get it. Maybe a little nutritional yeast. Um, What's one thing Nigella told you that you think you could share? That she rarely makes coffee and she mostly makes tea, and All that right. she is doesn't have a lot of confidence in her coffee making skills and you know what her coffee was fucking great are you surprised i'm sure no, you're not. I'm not also she's not a big fan of her cat <laughs> okay that's good to know is that gonna yeah. make it in the book no i don't think so oh so you no. can share that with us yeah, here yeah it's her great. daughter's cat the, her daughter left her cat behind and mm. uh i thought the cat was a goddamn delight like i the cat was one of these fat weird friendly came out and just wanted to hang out with me and put his little paws up on my sure. my leg but didn't scratch me just like gently was like hey were they wet from the loo yes yes <laughs> the whole cat was soaking wet from having been <laughs> swimming in the the medieval toilet no the cat was dry and i loved it i also interviewed fergus henderson that oh was great. yeah did you, did you just keep saying like, uh, snout to tail? In it, is that in all it, he says? Snout to tail, isn't it? <laughs> uh, hey, Ver, hey, Fergus, snout to tail. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, use the whole thing. <laughs> and you're like, okay, Fergus. And he's like, it's a fucking snout to tail, isn't it? <laughs> that's exactly how it, that's the whole conversation was just that. I was like, what about the hooves? Can I use the hooves? Oh, fuck what about, yeah. what about the whiskers? Absolutely. What use about the snout to tail? <laughs> That is a thousand percent not how it went. I don't think we even, we did discuss food a little bit, but uh, not so much. Um, it was great. I had two beautiful meals at St. John. Are you leaving? You're leaving the room. You're actually literally walking away from the mic. Oh. All right, Laurie. Eat the nads. All right, first of all, he's Australian. We have, we've been, we've been holding back talking about this. Can you hear the, the nerd jelly bean rattling against my teeth? I mean, I'm, I don't have the big headphones on, but yeah, probably you want to chew it up. All right, so my favorite, it's as we're recording this, middle of March, Easter hasn't come. We can call it spring candy, honestly. It's Jesus candy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Easter candy, and I think it's the best time of year candy-wise. I mean, Halloween certainly is amazing. If you've listened to our pilot episode, you understand mm -hmm. how into it we are. Yeah. But I think Jesus's death and ascending into heaven and everyone, mm -hmm. please accept Jesus into your heart. Uh, <laughs> and candy is a gateway to Jesus, if you didn't know that. Uh, I will cut all that because I don't <laughs> like any of it. Um, I was going to add to that, though. Were you? Okay, uh, go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, in reference to my friend C.D. Clifford, who did her wonderful show, Cancer Love sure. Story, one of the things she said in, right out of the gate, which I did not know about her, uh, is I, she's one of eight children from a very Catholic family. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was raised Catholic too. And, she, and you know, I didn't say, I wasn't interacting with her while she was doing her show, but like, I was raised Catholic. I know a lot of people that were raised Catholic and like, it means different things, different levels of intensity. In her family, <laughs> there were eight children, four boys and four girls, and all of the boys' names began with, began with J, and all of the girls' names began with C, and that was for Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like and her a lot. And that is a commitment. Like, I, yeah, you know. I can't have that. Yeah. I can't have that. Uh, will you talk about nerds while I go get our guests? Yes. Great. Uh, so my favorite candy, nerds, jelly beans. 
you say, how, how's that possible? Well, it's got a soft inside and a hard outside made of nerds that are just glommed together. They're not individual nerds. Mm-hmm. They're just like this candy coating of bumpy nerds. Uh, they're very ugly, but they are the best possible Easter candy ever. Yeah. I was no, super. No, it's fine. I was super skeptical when you told me about them last year. And um, they are very good. I will say. Really? Yeah, but I will say I think of them in, as a whole different thing. I think of them, like they're not. I don't know. All right. They're delicious. They're, they're a chewy candy. For me, I like that smooth, um, sugary outside of a jelly bean with the inside chewiness. I don't know. They're fine. Uh, before I came here today, I knew that we were going to have a lot of candy. So I tried to lay a base with a protein shake so that I wouldn't come in here hungry and eat all the candy. Um, so I've been able to sort of hold back on the nerds. Had I come in not having had lunch, I might... I might be a little more enthusiastic about them. I will say also, now that Chris is not here, I can confess that last night, my friend Maria gave me two sleeves of Japanese grape uh, Mentos candy. And they were fucking outstanding. And the intention was, here's one for you to eat right now while we're out between the play and dinner. And here's a role for you to hold on to and bring to the podcast and share with Chris. But if you know me at all, you know that what happened was I ate both rolls last night before I went to bed. And then I got in bed with a popsicle (laughs) and ate that and went to sleep. So that's how I'm living. I'm an asshole. Lord's actually quite nice. This will be the <laughs> first time I haven't been antagonistic toward a uh, straight white male. Not, not Great. assuming. Was, yeah. Not assuming. No, but no, no. And also, feel free to be antagonistic. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I need to be Normally taken down. I'm very angry about yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, and because. Because he's your guest. This thing, I'll invite on some straight white males and from time to time. Um, and then he's like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, why aren't you and, doing more? Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Why did you make all the bad stuff happen? Yeah. yeah. Good. It's a warm day. It's a gross. In it's winter. 60 degrees in December. It's a fucking nightmare. Do you know what I'm doing, though? Wearing a sweater. Yeah. Do you want to know what's special about the sweater? Yes. <laughs> First of all. I live in sweaters in December. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. Mm-hmm. I have three sure. grandpa sweaters. If you don't know what a grandpa sweater is, it's a big sweater. Yeah. It's a cardigan, but it's more. Okay. Okay. But it's a crop top also. It's a crop top. <laughs> and I am wearing a bikini. And I Good. didn't wax. Ugh. So it's a look. I'm yeah. giving looks right now. Yeah. If you and open your eyes, I'm giving looks. Nothing like okay. a fashion commentary mm. on a podcast. But what, I am, what this one has is... A fleece lining. Jesus Christ. It's a fleece lining. Okay. You trying to sweat off some weight before? Mm. It's going to be so stinky by the end of the day. Ugh. 60 degrees in December, yep. and I smell like pig. <laughs> well, with that, well, let's welcome our guest, shall welcome. we? Aren't you guys glad you yeah, made well, it to me? You do smell like a roast pedigree. Thank you. What <laughs> a I? delicious one. Thank you. <laughs> Suckling. L- Thank you. Lori? I... Mm, I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> we have two guests. Yes. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. We never introduce you. You have to introduce yourselves. 
Uh, so I'm looking at you. I Who am, are you? I am Romley Newman. And how would I know you? I am a recovering teen chef. Wow, now wow, I'm just wow. a 20-year-old chef. Yeah, the yeah, recovering yeah. part is the teen. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting over the teen thing. Yeah, the teen, the yeah, exactly. Thing. Okay. Uh, and I am a recipe developer, food stylist, food person. It's so good. It's You're a food person. Well, food person. Right about food. Yeah, ish. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's me. That's you. Yeah. And we have another guest. Uh, my name is Griffin Newman. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I would know you from the Amazon uh, original series, The Tick. Mm. I host the podcast Blank Check with Griffin mm. and David, but most notably, I'm an uh, older brother of Romley Newman, mm-hmm. uh, recovering teen chef. Fair enough. Yeah. Now you're saying Romley's a recovering teen chef. Are you also a recovering I am teen not. chef? No. I mean, this is like a big thing for us. Uh, I'm the oldest. Romley's the youngest. Uh, one middle child in between. Uh, there's quite an age gap between us. Uh, nine years. Okay. And uh, we, we could not be more opposite when it comes to food. We're very similar in many other issues. Mm. With food, we are like very what? different. Mm-hmm. Top three things that you are similar on. Number one. Uh, being late, as you saw. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Both arrived late for this podcast. You crushed it. Number two. Uh, anxiety. I think Ooh. like general sort of like overthinking of issues until we work ourselves into a tizzy. Mm-hmm. Lori, do you want to connect with him on that? Does that feel like home? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say same, same. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then number three? Uh, gastrointestinal issues. Oh, yeah. yeah, we both have our struggles oh, wow. there. Wow. Well, both of us have physical ailments that 80-year-olds usually get. We both oh, have good, old good, people good. ailments. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's not, I mean, congrats. Just, I'm just moving this closer. You're fine. Severe back pains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have arthritis in my hands. Shit. Wow. Got diagnosed with that when I was 16, which is going to be a real fun ride for the next wow. couple of decades. I, I have a feeling that I'm getting arthritis because my hands cramp all the time. Mm. Which, I mean, that's the ultimate old person illness is being convinced yeah. that you're getting a bunch of new yeah. things. Hypochondria. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but with food, I, uh, I grew up very uh, indifferent to food. Mm. I was grossly underweight. Mm. Uh, my parents could not get me to eat. Uh, and so my food tastes are largely based around uh, junk and garbage. Yeah. Uh, things that I found exciting because there was some sort of novelty factor to it. Uh-huh. Or, uh, you know, I, I got very into fast food because it came with a toy, which was like an incentive. Mm. If mm-hmm. I finish the nuggets, I get the toy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If there was no reward, I didn't really like eating. Um, and the thing was... Never cook. Never cook. <sighs> Our mom was very strict. I mean, we weren't allowed to have junk food. She was very picky about what me and my other brother ate. Mm. But Griffin just had this insane, I mean, pizza pockets. Oh, wow. uh, Enchiladas. Because otherwise I wouldn't eat. She realized that quickly. I mean, I found our our parents sold our our childhood uh, uh, home a couple years ago. And you do that emotional thing where you go through everything. Mm -hmm. And I found the baby uh, journals, like the diaries that Mm. she kept for myself, for Romley and our brother James. That were like you know outlining the the first couple weeks of everything when you're like a new parent and you're like oh, yeah. so yeah. detail obsessed and the one with me is just saying like day one cannot get him to feed <laughs> oh, day two like it was there from the beginning with Romley and James they were like into it like free yeah. stash a hundred percent let me hit the tap so my mom very much like tried to be someone who like went to organic supermarkets in a pre Whole Foods era where it was harder to search those things out yeah. there weren't mm-hmm. brands like Amy's. Uh, and, and I think she just very quickly realized, like, either he will die of starvation mm-hmm. or I'll let him eat French bread pizza four times a day. Wow. Good job. I wow. mean, thank you for holding out. Yeah. That one was kind of, Stouffer's was a little fancier. That was, like, sure. as fancy as I got. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, not to dig into your food issues, but. Please. But. I was sent to a bunch of therapists because everyone was convinced that maybe I had an eating disorder. 
Right. And everyone would go like, I don't know. He just doesn't. I don't know. He likes pizza. Yeah. They sent me to so many. Like I, I now years later realize what those were. It was like my parents trying to assess. Right. If I had eating disorder, and they were like, oh, it just seems like not interested. So earlier, you'd rather watch TV. Earlier in my career, I worked uh, for a children's hospital. Okay. And uh, part of that was uh, an autism center and mm-hmm. other behavioral issues. And and there were there was a whole section where uh, children not on the spectrum, but they have eating issues. Yeah. Either there's a texture problem for them. A lot of that for me. There's it's yeah. Um, well, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to start explaining it. But just they they have two way mirrors where you're able to observe. And so I spent time observing how people are working with kids to learn how to eat yeah. and being able to overcome the issues that they have. I mean, it's 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 a big, big effort. I, I mean, had all of that, like textural issues. If I didn't like the name of the thing, I didn't like how it looked, how okay. it smelled. The name. Our mom had to peel off the casing of a hot dog. That was my thing. Wow. I loved that, hot dogs. That was not the okay. The casing grossed me out. They had to get a vegetable peeler. I don't think, oh you're, I don't think you're wrong, though. I mean, the, the casing, casing is, is gross. It is we gross. all agree Did that. they tell you Absolutely. what it's made of, like in the real real? Not even. I was okay. just like, this is I won't weird. Tell it's you like now. wrapping. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, hot dogs I mean, with that, extra yes. snap? Absolutely yeah. not. I, I was a, no. a definitely a child with general behavioral issues. <laughs> but the food was like a good sort of microcosm of the yeah. thing. You know? And I would just be steadfast. Because the rule in the home was like no TV until after dinner. Hmm. I love TV. That's what I wanted to get to. And she was like, if I put this healthy food out there... And I tell him he can't get TV until dinner yeah. ends. He will eat it. Yeah. And instead, it would be like a stalemate. It would be right. like a hostage negotiation. And you at can't like leave the table PM, until... She'd yeah. be like, well, now I'm just putting you into pajamas. <laughs> yes, and good night. Good night. And also, you got no nutrition, so yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> right. Have oh, fun getting arthritis when you're 16. <laughs> We're going to dig. Is that okay? Oh, I have all the dirt. <laughs> How much of his food issues affected the family? Like, was it, was it a pervasive, overarching theme of Griffin's food issues are now everyone's issues? I think it more affected him. I think okay. he was the outsider. Yeah. Everyone else in the family is a big foodie. Uh, no one cooks, but everyone loves food. Okay. Hmm. And but so we'd go yeah. to restaurants, and everyone would kind of bond of what to eat. I'd and sit how, there with my know, arms crossed. And Griffin would sit there with his yeah. arms crossed. Famously, we once went to this really nice restaurant. I think it was for my other brother's birthday, which was another point of contention. And Griffin left midway through the meal to get a slice of pizza. I went to a dollar <laughs> pizza place. And, yeah. I mean, we, were, we could not believe it. So yeah. I think Griffin's eating problems have only hurt him. No, one else. no it's, that's definitely true. And I'll also say, just because the nine-year difference, I think by the time Romley was born, there wasn't sort of, uh, it wasn't a conflict anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know you what I'm saying? Resolved like, how you're mm-hmm. going to... It eat. was just like, I, we can't do anything with this fucking guy. Yeah. I wasn't going <laughs> to about it. It was uh-huh. just like, he's on his own track. Yeah. You know? There wasn't the same sort of like, everyone had just given up at trying to affect anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That was great. Where'd you guys grow up? Here in New York. Tapping right here on this, this table. In this conference room. Midtown, corporate, midtown. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, what better place to grow up? Oh, it's a great place to raise a <laughs> Very family. Very nurturing. Everybody knows that. Uh, no, we grew, up, we grew up in the West Village where it's like, you know, a great, vibrant food scene. Yeah. Yeah. But not for you. Not for me. But Dollar no. Pizza, man. I mean, Dollar it's, pizza. you know. It's all over. Big into it, yeah. But right. it's, it's funny because when I was really young... Before I got into food, I thought Griffin's food was so cool because it was this forbidden thing. Oh, yes. And it was off limits for me. So mm. I was always like, Griffin, like, 
Right, French bread pizza. If I was babysitting, it'd be like Domino's for everybody. And that's the thing. Right. Everyone's always asking me, like, what? So, what's your guilty pleasure food? And I'm like, Domino's. Yeah. Mm. Can we talk about Domino's? Yes. I'd love to. All right, Lori, yeah. have you had Domino's? I had it in college uh-huh. and probably once or twice when I first moved to New York. Right. Um, but uh, it's it's been many years, I gotta say. I just, how, how are you feeling about it? You don't care. I, you know, like I would eat it uh, if if I were hungry. I guess I would eat it. I would probably feel bad about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's you know, you're talking to somebody who just quit smoking pot, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's I'm I'm looking at everything through a new lens. Yeah, you essentially <laughs> just quit eating Domino's as yeah. well, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Dominoes. So the, the thing was, when whenever Griffin would babysit me, it was like parents would leave, lock the doors, turn off the lights, order Dominoes, full put on an R-rated movie. Yeah, oh, nice. a full sure. spread. Yeah. And so for me, Dominoes represented this like off limits, kids, yep. transgressive, fun thing. And we would get cinnamon sticks that you dipped yes. in some sugary liquid. Yep. Cheese bread. Wow. Cheese bread. The cheese bread is so good. Yeah, it's the best thing. That it's, you would dip in another liquid. It is liquid. the best thing. Right, that Agreed. was marinara sauce. Marinara, marinara sauce. sauce. We get a round pizza. And what, what kind of toppings? We usually get thin crust. Then it had to be had to be thin crust. Oh, I feel okay. like we didn't usually get toppings. I feel like we Just usually cheese. got a plain large thin crust. Yes. Yeah, the cracker thin. Mm-hmm. That's the yes. key. Mm-hmm. That's and the order at Domino's. We would drink really cold ginger ale. So good. And for me, that is like, that's a seminal meal of my, like that meal represents a lot. Wow. And so people will be like, Domino's is shit. I'm like, hey, don't go talking about Domino's yeah. It's like the that. only fast food you've ever liked. And you probably haven't eaten it in 10 years. No, but, but I can't. Because if I ate it you. today, I would be so disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> I can't ruin this beautiful memory that yeah, I have. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't but go you back. never liked any fast food restaurants. I mean, no. even before you became like wholly food obsessed, because even our brother would be like, yeah, I'm happy to go to Burger King. You know, like you never were into any of it. No, at summer mm. camp, they'd always bring us to McDonald's and I refused to eat. And they thought I had an eating disorder. Yeah. They'd be like, you need just one French fry. And I'd be like, I can't do it. Wow. No, thank you. no not yeah. one. Not one French fry. So you developed a, a passion for cooking. Yes. Was uh, it? Where did that start? Our mom can't cook, but she's French. Okay. And mm. so there was a lot of food culture around, mm-hmm. especially growing up in New York, and uh, our other brother is a huge foodie. Mm-hmm. And so- Our parents are big foodies. I mean, they constantly want foodies. to try new restaurants and- Okay. So restaurant place. culture yeah. was a big part of my upbringing. And also, at the same time as this, I wasn't allowed to watch the Disney Channel. This is the key. This is the Rosetta Stone. Yes. Wow. And the Food Network was one channel away from the Disney Channel. Yeah. So I would sit there and watch the Food Network Originally, this is how it started. I'd watch the Food Network, and then my mom walked out of the room, and I'd go down to 49, and yeah. that was the Disney Channel. And what are we? High School Musical, yes. while mom's out of the room. Is that wow. what we're watching? We're watching some high, high, high School, school musical. musical. Was it? I mean, I we're wasn't picking. Zach was, and Cody. Zach I and Cody. Like Cody and my friends. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. I did watch Art so Carly, sorry. but that was only I, I, channel. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. That was only when nothing good was on the okay. Disney Channel. Uh, Zach and Cody was your main That's show. a raven. I was a big fan. I mean, all of them. I was not... Was not picky. But Food Network was originally sort of like the textbook you held in front of the Mad Magazine yeah. so you wouldn't get mm-hmm. caught. But mm-hmm. then I became obsessed. Because the mom was in the room we'll watching. Watching. Yeah. Up watching. We're watching Ina. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. as a like, I didn't even know how old I was. I was like a nine year old kid. I was like, that's younger. what I, yeah, yeah younger. Six, that's seven? what I yeah. want to be mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. I looked, I was like, I want the kitchen. I want the chicken. I want Jeffrey. I want everything. Wow. wow. Jeffrey. Yes. I think that's a fact, right? Yeah. We all want sure, Jeffrey. Sure, sure. We all want the friends. Yeah. We want the friends who'll just go out and start setting the table. Oh yeah. my god, the friends who set the, set the table. I just 
they'll do it all. Can we talk about oh, what? What was they her always come bearing gifts? Who's the model? RJ. RP. Do you know what I'm talking I don't about? Even know. Very handsome. Very handsome man. I believe it. First couple of episodes. You see him on a lot of Macy's flyers. Mm. A lot of Macy's. Big in the Macy's. <laughs> he, he works as a, as like a catalog model. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Anyway, moving on. What else would you watch? Nigella. Sure. Mm. Uh, I'd watch Giada. Now I have some. Uh, no, you I, were big into her at the time. I was big into her yeah, at the early time. Early Giada is pretty early impressive. Early Giada stuff. was impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think those were my mains, but then I would really. I mean, I'd watch Iron Chef. I'd watch anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only developed a, a style after a little bit of time. Okay. But uh, I was never a big. Well, I don't know. No, it's fine. I was never a big Rachel Ray fan. That's fine. That's She's not true. You went through a big Rachel Ray phase. I think I kind of hate watched her. You went through That's her fine. Phase. I would hate watch Rachel yeah, Ray. Yeah. But, you, but you know what? That garbage bowl trick. That I, I still use that. I still use it. And I call it my garbage bowl. And I think of her every time. Garbage bowl is a game changer. If you don't know a garbage bowl, is everybody familiar with the garbage bowl from Rachel Ray? You is, can, it, is it the bowl that you put your scraps into? Yes. <laughs> okay. But you can buy a Give garbage a, bowl oh from Rachel God. Ray. Absolutely. Did you buy a garbage bowl? No. Okay, I just use a bowl. What, whether or not it was tied to her, you went through a period oh. where that was a big one for you, and maybe it was more the format of the show. Probably. That it, she was combining other things into it. Yeah. I mean, she was like the low-end Martha Stewart, but that idea of like, oh, she interviews people, there's more lifestyle stuff and cooking stuff. Oh, no, but that's the Rachel Ray show. I was obsessed with that, but that was later. I'm talking okay, about 30-minute meals. 30-minute yeah. meals. Yeah. You were never into that. What okay. was your favorite part of 30-minute meals? I've got I've got in mind what mine is. I don't think I had a favorite part. I, I, when she go to the refrigerator and get all of the oh, well, items yeah. out, and she just stack them up in her arms. Because mm. just make one trip, because we only have 30 minutes, so mm-hmm. you got to make <laughs> one trip. And so she would, it looked like she was going to die by the amount of food that she had in her arms. And I think that was always fun to think she's going to get hurt. You know my favorite thing about Rachel Ray is? Hmm. Do you remember like four or five years ago when she had throat surgery and the explanation was my doctor told me I've been using my voice wrong? (laughs) That was genuinely the thing. It was like, apparently I've just been like speaking incorrectly. (sighs) That sounds like a cover story. for It's a weird, weird excuse. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Using what do, what do we from? think it is? I don't know. I have secret a lot of agent, ideas. Like a secret agent or something? Yeah. Is she like a spy? You're using my voice wrong. She's, I just I interrogate that statement a lot. Yeah. She's big <laughs> into dog food now. Nutrish. Nutrish. Yeah. I can't. It's a big seller. I know, but it's a big seller. I'm sure it do? is. Everything she does is a big the seller. The brand's called Nutrish? Yeah. And that's just pet food? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. honestly think my problem with Rachel Ray is that she abbreviates words in the same way that our dad does. Oh. <laughs> and uh-huh. I think it, I have some PTSD. Yeah. It's like every, my, I mean. Sure. It's the nicknaming it's of the everything. It's the exact same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the E-V-O-O-ization. He's not even that clever. It's more like. A it's mostly ish. Ish. Mm. All right. Or We're he, getting a good yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. We've got a French mom who loves mm-hmm. food, yeah. doesn't cook, which is fine. Right. White Plains Jew dad who abbreviates everything. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of hot dogs, our dad growing up would uh, wake up every morning and go to Gray's Papaya and have two hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, like a block from Gray's Papaya. That was his breakfast was the recession wow. special. It's so good. And right. And you'd get the two dogs and the papaya drink and then once he got into Atkins then it was the modified Atkins where he'd get two dogs but he put them in one bun uh. <laughs> with the papaya <laughs> drink and that was his diet. But was that his breakfast? Yes. That hurts me. That I was know. at least one meal a day. And I'm not criticizing it just yeah. for breakfast. That yeah. feels no, like a lot. That was at least one meal a day. 
Yeah, but I think it was often the the kickstarts of the morning. Would you walk down with him? No. No, it would be like coffee. He would drop us off at school, oh. and then once he got back, he'd run over so to the pie. That was his it. sort of peace time mm-hmm. to settle after he had gotten yeah. the kids out of the mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Sounds yeah. A, real, a real loss to the neighborhood when that papaya, uh, Grace papaya on, was it 8th and 6th uh, yes. Avenue closed? Well, this was, yes, that was the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we grew up a block away from that, and the, and the Fisher and the family was that he was like devastated and was replaced with a, a juice place that Romley was thrilled about. Oh. <laughs> so it was a win for you. It was a it win, was for, win Rom, for me, but I had to keep father. it pretty hush hush because I'd come back with the green juice. Yeah. And is that from Grace Papaya? I'm like, it's not from Grace Papaya. She's a turncoat. But. But it's from. From the place the it was same in. Space. Yeah. 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 So essentially, yes. It was from Grace. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then what happened was I would I would go. I got really obsessed, and I would start trying to recreate the dishes I saw on the TV. Mm. To go into the kitchen. At first, they were so bad. Mm-hmm. And I think my family was very patient because they would all tell me that they were good. That would be to like pick you up from school and then we have to take you to the supermarket. Yes. Whoever, you know, babysitter, okay. parent, myself was taking her. It was like she has to go to the supermarket. I would print out a recipe and I'd be like, this one I make tonight. So I would have to buy all the ingredients and then try it out. But I really never, like, I didn't have any of that family tradition. So I didn't have any skill sets that right. you might have been passed on by your grandmother or your mom or any of that. So I really just kind of You were mimicking figured it the out. shows. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's amazing that my parents were fine. I mean, I would go home from school when I was like eight and just like start chopping things and cooking a whole meal and no one even... No one said no. No, yeah. no one even thought Escalated. about it. I mean, I feel like you were like baking when you were six, which yeah. is like a pretty classic like child activity. Like here's a fun, productive thing to do. And then it just sort of like, it grew very gradually. That's that's the reason I think everyone let you do it, is it happened so piecemeal that it wasn't clear that it was becoming like an overriding sort of obsession. And then it got to the point where like, you were making stuff that we were trying and it was bad. But everyone was like, okay, this is like a fun phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were It'll diligent pass. enough that eventually it got good. Oh. Yeah. Before she became the person cooking in the house, like making dinner. Was this was this dinner? I mean, were you an eight year old or ten year old saying like, "This is what we're eating for dinner tonight"? Or I think it, once I hit ten, it uh-huh. was dinner. Okay. Huh. With a little assistance. Yeah. But that that's was when it, when it started. Yeah. Uh, by eleven, that's when I started like doing food as a thing. Wow. Uh, and that was like I was making like Christmas dinner. I was making Thanksgiving. Wow. But we were like a big takeout family, so maybe mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, we got like takeout, and also Ron made this one dish, everyone try this thing, yeah. and we go, mm, good. And then by 10, it was like, cool, so you're just going to make dinner? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, I just have such a clear memory, I once came home from school, and I, I was like, I'm just going to like do a chop style, th- obviously, I didn't know what chop was at the time, but I went through the fridge, and I was like, I'm just going to make this amazing dessert for Griffin, because Griffin loves dessert. And we had raspberries, and we had this dark chocolate, and it was like the beautiful marriage of the two flavors. I love raspberries. <laughs> raspberries and peanut butter. Anything with raspberries or peanut huh. butter, I'm into. And I was so excited. I think Griffin was in a slightly moody stage. Probably. I was And his door was locked, and I was like, I'm just going to leave this dish outside his door, and he's going to be oh. so excited when he opens it. And I just, I, I put raspberries in a pan, mm. and then I put chocolate on top, mm. and so the raspberries just, like, melted and the chocolate burnt oh and i just i have such a clear image of in my head of this plate that looked foul and i put it outside his door and i kept knocking griffin 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 and he he came out he put it in his room and i think he he tried it i was touched by the gesture i will say i was touched by the gesture it was genuinely inedible (laughs) and not even because of flavor it was just the form it took was hard to bite into and or digest yeah (laughs) 
Sounds but I, challenging. I was in my in my surly like sixteen year old like I can't show emotion way very touched that she had done it. Mm. But it was another one of these like I don't know she's got a future in this thing. This is <laughs> a mess. But then you you ended up going on TV quite a bit. I did. So actually, it was Griffin. Uh, well, when I was eleven, I had this urge to kind of recreate the, my Food Network shows in some way mm-hmm. so I started recording videos of me in the kitchen called Little Girl in the Kitchen well because you'd simultaneously learned how to cook and learn how to be a food personality from the same source because mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. weren't two separate things yep the, the big yeah. thing was you saw Julie and Julia right and I told you it was a true story and you were like yeah I know Julia Child and I was like <laughs> no the other woman's true and you were like so what happened and I was like she wrote a blog and you yeah. were like and then what and I was like and then they turned into a book you were like, and then what? And I was like, and then they made a movie and Amy Adams played her. And then the next morning you were like, I'm thinking of starting a blog. <laughs> so you're like 11, you started blogging, and then you start asking me to like film you either with cell phone video or flip. Remember the flip I camera? Sure do. Oh, I still yes. have one. Yeah. I don't use it, but I still have it. Everything was recorded on a flip yeah. camera. So that was like, Ram was 11, and I would do like, you know, it'd be, it'd be one take of Ram like leading you through our very small New York apartment kitchen. My thing was I always wore my mom's high heels. Mm. Otherwise, you couldn't reach the counter. <laughs> and, so good. And I so would, good. But those recipes, looking back on it, were like, I don't know where I came up with them because they were not things that I had made ever. Mm. And I'd be like, this is my favorite recipe for this. <laughs> sure. And I'd ne- I, the first time I'd ever made it was on camera. And but somehow it worked, uh, and people really reacted to those because I mean they were like, "Who the fuck is this eleven-year-old wearing high heels, talking like a fifty-year-old woman?" Right, like it's not like they salmon. went viral, but people who saw them were very confused by them because it almost a, seemed a, like you had trained a dog <laughs> to like walk on its hind legs. Like if it was I a watched weird... those now, I'd be like, "Who the fuck is this stage parent?" Like someone is pushing wow. their daughter in wow. the kitchen, which was not yeah, the but case. Mom's always you. had like the affectations of like a woman at a 1940s like salon. So it was like, you know, like kids shouldn't be scared. I'm not scared, although I have a pretty refined palate. Like it was like, that was the kind wow. of stuff she would say. Was this a YouTube channel? It was. Okay, and does it still exist? Can we, can well, we? No, because when I was, uh, I think 14, I went mm-hmm. to a new school for a year. Mm. And I had never been to a new school and it was I had a very small group of friends mm-hmm. and everyone was like, We Googled you. Oh. And I got so embarrassed I went home that night and I deleted them. Aww. And they don't exist anymore. Aww. And that's one of my biggest regrets in it's life. It's like when yeah. Goofball Island dies in Inside Out. Yeah. <laughs> I remember her telling me that it happened. I was like, You can't do that. And she was like, You don't understand the kids at school. <laughs> but now it's, you know, it's seven years later and the videos still don't exist. Yeah. 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 It's a lot I've of pressure to, to get through that though. Yeah time and you put yourself out there and to be yeah to be open to be so open to being judged at that age is really really difficult especially when you put yourself out there so impossible i can i can see the instinct to delete it all it wasn't a thing people weren't like oh my god you cook that's so cool they were like oh you cook like really (laughs) yeah by the end of high school that became a thing for you though i feel like then you became like an asset to your friends yeah, I always say, like, the one thing, I feel like my friends kept me around because I was really good at cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you go from YouTube channel to real television? So uh, the, the YouTube channel got, it wasn't viral, but it got quite a, quite a lot of views. And then I started a blog with the same name, mm-hmm. Little Girl in the Kitchen. It was truly a thing, though, where just, like, a couple right people saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you never mm-hmm. had more than, like, 1,000, 2,000 views on anything 
but it somehow just traveled correctly. Mm. And there were so many morning shows that were doing like, we need a chef every day. Yeah. yeah. You know, we just have to turn them out that it, you know. And, and the crazy thing was that I, it, like YouTube wasn't as much of a sensation at that point. So I wasn't even thinking of how to make them viral. And it's the same thing with the blog. I was kind of, I mean, I treated it really like a diary. It was like, today I made this and I like this flavor and this yeah. is a picture and I, you know. But, uh, you know, I did talk, I wrote them as if I was famous. <laughs> and I think, you know, in my head I was like, I just want to be a Food Network person. But I didn't really think of how, like, this blog could actually turn into a, something mm. bigger. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone saw it and then sent it to their friend and I ended up on the CBS early show. It literally was just like a chain of like four people emailing each other and then somehow it ended up on one of their producers' laps. And I think especially because it was such a weird act, they were like, well, at the very least, this girl's going to like perform on TV. Exactly. Like the whole thing It'll is be so a good segment. Performative that like as yeah. long as she doesn't get nervous and clam up, it'll at least be a fun segment. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Which we, I remember I went, I mean, it was my mother uh, and I were there with you. At one point, they uh, incorrectly uh, identified me and my mother as Romley's parents. So I got introduced on television as Romley's parents. And our mother looks very young. And I uh, am too young to be her father. <laughs> so I think they like they were like, I don't know, maybe they both are like weird, stunted children. Maybe they both are like sort of like Emmanuel Lewis. Um, but Romley was like very like quiet mm. and introverted when they're putting her through all the prepping. So we kept on turning to each other and being like, is she just going to like fuck this up? Is right. she going to like freeze on camera? You know, she was like very, you know sort of locked in and boxed and then the second the thing went on she started like uh who was the guy it was you and harry uh, smith harry smith okay mm. yeah she started like like uh you know dragging harry smith oh nice yeah. yeah i mean i was really i think there were some complaints that i was too sassy I remember looking through the comments oh, and people nice. were like who raised this girl how does she think she can talk like yeah. Jim, like that <laughs> and they were like her 16 year old father raised her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you do the CBS Morning Show. Yes. With Harry Smith. You end up on Today. Well, Today was a lot of years after. Then Uh I did photography on the Cooking Channel. Okay. And then I kind of just became labeled as teen chef. And at the time, the teen chef movement wasn't really a thing. I mean, now it's crazy because there's... All, there are all these shows, and it's a whole... There's some teen chef in New York, right? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, my real claim to f- fame was I was the youngest contestant ever on Chopped. Wow. I, when I was on Chopped when I was 13. Now they have Chopped Junior and whatever. You weren't on Chopped Junior. No. Oh, wow. They did a trial episode. It was a one-off called... It was Chopped Teen Edition. Uh-huh. They actually called it Chopped No Kidding. Got Oof. it. Get it. Great. Yes. Get it. <laughs> Listen, the network... Creativity that you have <laughs> scripts. is amazing. It's yeah. scripts. Yeah. Good job, scripts. God bless them. Uh, and that was kind of, I, I had no idea how popular Chop was, but it, it's insanely popular. Well, you were a huge fan. I don't think you knew I was, how I didn't much know. other people watched it. Exactly. Yeah. And so after that, it was like just kind of, it, it kind of gave me like a seal of approval. Everyone was like, oh, you were on Chop? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, holy shit. Uh, what so, round did you? Okay, go so on. I got eliminated in the first round. That's okay for overcooking my salmon. God damn it. And uh, I, I haven't quite lived it down yet. It's all right. <laughs> uh, it's but, water, no. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's a big thing. And now I've owned it. I, I had a sweater made that says overcooked salmon. <laughs> it's, it's who I am. Who were your judges? I had Marcus Samuelson. Okay. Alex Gornishelli. 
All right. And Chris Santos. All right. It was a good lineup. But I'll say, I mean, the other thing is, it was the first teen edition, right? There was no notion of Chop June here. Mm-hmm. So teen was the, like, container. Romley had just turned 13. I think she turned 13, like, a week I earlier. I just turned 14. I filmed the intro when I was 13. Okay. And I just... 14. I thought you were 13. Are you she was 14. Sure about that? She was 14. I was 13. I was 13. <laughs> she was 14. The point Jesus. is, two of the contestants were 19. All uh, right. Big difference okay, between yes. a 14 year old and a 19 year old. Five added yes. years. 19 year olds aren't even in the right. And then there was one 16 year old. Yes. Right? I mean, she was the youngest by like a good metric. Yeah. And she, you you had a hard time reaching the. Yeah, I mean, I was channel. really little. I'm still really little. She's physically was, very small. Yeah. And it, the I, set was not built for her. No. And, and you didn't have your mom's high heels on. No, I didn't. And I actually, it was one of, that was one thing where they were like, please wear flat shoes. I was like, yeah. Fuck. Uh-oh. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, what am I going to do? I had to buy clogs. So the event was rigged, is the point. Yes. Yeah. It was rigged against small people. But also, I did, I filmed that episode that year where I was at a different school. Um, and it was the worst year of my life. Oh. And I think I'm like, I, the fact that that was filmed on national television is yeah. just it, it's funny to me I mean it's fine you can't tell from the episode it's a moment in time captured. it's a moment in time yeah. but yeah. it was kind of my saving savior because I was at this school and I was failing eighth grade and I was miserable and then I got a call from the food network yeah. and they're like we want you to do chopped and I wasn't in New York and so I had to go back home and I somehow extended there's one day of filming. I ended yeah. up staying in New York for two months <laughs> to prepare for job. There was, there yeah. were, I mean, there were rigorous, like my father would like bring friends and coworkers over to do like practice rounds with Ron where they wow. would come in with a basket of ingredients that wow. she didn't know. And we just wait there and have her make. I mean, she, you were like very, very diligent about it. I really wanted yeah. to win. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how do you turn that now into a career and not just a blip? Right, this is now a career for you. Right, I think that's why I say I'm a recovering teen chef yeah. because I had this kind of safety blanket on for a very long time where I was like, no matter what, like people will think I'm cool because I'm a teenager and this is a weird thing to do yeah. at such a young age. And I thought like, oh, I was so scared to turn 20 mm. uh, because I was like, it's all over. Like my career's over, <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure out something else. And I legitimately, thought that everything was just gonna stop at that point mm-hmm. um, and then I turned 20 and it was the nicest thing ever because I realized that every no matter what I did before then it was like oh she's really good for a teenager mm-hmm. and then I realized I could just be good at what I was doing mm-hmm. so I took things much more seriously after that and started like just doing jobs and trying to just get as much actual culinary like experience. Like working in restaurants? I did a lot of stages at restaurants, but also just like, I worked at a food magazine called Cherry Bomb. Sure, um, we know Cherry Bomb. Mm-hmm. I worked at a PR company, which was a very interesting experience. Food-oriented? Food-oriented. It was a special time in my life. Yep. <laughs> uh, I worked, I did, you know, cookbook project, recipe testing that. So I just trying to do as many different things. I mean, another thing is I dropped out of college. Yeah. After that's another similarity, Griffin and also I dropped out of college. Both mm-hmm. dropped out of college. Ron beat me by a half a semester. <laughs> I did a whole yeah. year. Yeah. Good job. I did a semester and change. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're you're both doing fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Griffin, I want to turn to you. Uh huh. I want to talk about the tick. Cool. Of course. 
But I think more importantly than anything that you've done that I've witnessed is you won Doug Loves Movies, 12 Days of Christmas, New York edition, which is a big fucking deal. Yes. I have been uh, just uh, trying to like thirst trap to get on that show for years now. And Doug called you out on it in his nice way. But but it worked. It worked and you got on. It worked. I got on and I showed up there and it's like 12 guests but they only have like six mics. Right. (laughs) And there are a couple real loud characters on that stage. Very. And I said I'm going to rope it though. I'm going to let them do a lot of bits, get a bunch Mm -hmm. of laughs. I'm going to sit here in silence and just focus and wait for the games and take no prisoners. And that's what I did. I stood up. You were also charming and funny along the way. But I said, I'm not going to waste too much energy on that. I'm going to do my little setup. And then I'm going to sit back and just wait for the games. And I was I was trying to be like a, like a snake in the grass because I think uh, most of the other contestants I, I hadn't met didn't know me. Can we just... So Doug is Doug Benson, right? Yes. And the show is called... It's Doug a, Loves Movies. Okay, and it's a podcast? It is. Okay. It's a live show that he records yep. into podcasts. Okay. And it's one of the... I would say it's one of the... On the front end of podcasting... It's been around for it's a while. It's been around for okay. about 10 years. Yeah, wow. for about 10 Since years. Late. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, 2000. Okay. And I think I've listened almost from the beginning. Yeah. So I've seen it evolve. Uh, and so the, the 12 Guests of Christmas is the biggest deal. That's the end of the year. I mean, usually he has like three contestants. It's movie trivia games, which is like my, that's my strongest skill set in the Mm -hmm. world is movie Mm -hmm. trivia. Um, Large audiences sell out very quickly. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. And the games can get tough. We got easier games that, that night, I think. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the challenge of like, oh, it's like comedians and people want to be funny. And I was like, I'm not here to be funny. I'm here to win. If I, if I land wow. a joke, that's fine. I'm here to win. I want to make my mark. Wow. So we'll link to that episode uh, for, for listeners to go, go check it out. That was like my chopped. I mean, I, I cannot overstate yeah, how serious like and competitive I was. Yeah. I other was, other was, than the glory, was there like a physical prize? You play for a member of the audience. Every... Uh. Uh, uh, contestant, because they're all like entertainment people, uh-huh. bring swag uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all that goes into a prize bag. You pick someone from the audience that you're playing for, and they get all of it. Excellent. So I felt okay. good that I, I gifted my person with yeah. all that. Which was like hats, stuff. like. Oh, she got several tick hats, a uh-huh. tick cell phone case. Good job. <laughs> Did you bring any ticks up for us today? I didn't. You should have asked. Hey, I have. I have. I'm lousy with it. I have so much of it. Could you just expect that, though, that maybe people would want to stop? I clearly am not a professional, is the point here. The second thing that I'd like to compliment you on, even though you didn't bring any... Is this uh, SPJ? Are we doing SPJ? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's time. And Ronald, you're, you're of age, so we can talk about this on every episode. There is a sloppy blowjob segment. Thank yep. you, Lori, okay. for yep. giving me that. Okay. And it's not gendered. Right. It's a sloppy... Should we just call it sloppy oral sex? We can. <laughs> we SOS. Can. Do you want to change SOS. it? SOS. I, I yeah. want to just say, I think blowjob is such a good term that I think maybe we as a culture should start flipping it and applying it for both genders. Okay. I think that yeah. would sort of be the thing. Of yeah. Like, yeah, I totally blowjobbed her. You know? Wow. Yes. Right. Okay. Or I'm into it. them. Yes. yes. Thank you. Anyone. <laughs> yes. There we are. Yeah. Uh, so this is the SBJ section. And Lori, it's the most sexual one we've ever had. Oh, boy. Are you ready? What? Oh, God. I know. I, that, I might this? need to leave. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're getting real close okay. to you. Two minutes. Up. You have to wear a costume. 
I do. A very tight-fitting costume. Yeah, I herniated a disc filming the last <laughs> season of the show. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a real war wound. Uh, in the last season, we'll get back to that, but in the last season... Season the, one, you mean. I'm talking two... They, they did this weird right, thing. We had one right, season right. that okay. was released in two parts. Uh, but one you. B, you're speaking. Okay, of. Sure. I'm speaking okay. of one B. I just got to use for our the marketing speak. of that. Mm-hmm. They have posters up mm, in the subway yes. of Rockefeller Center. Yes, which is very highly trafficked, highly advertised area. There was a big Times Square one too. Yeah, I didn't see it because sure. I I avoid even though I'm nearby. I don't go down there. Yeah, fair enough. I'm a block away, but no, thank you. But I think I know where you're going with this. But I'd like to tell you, and I did DM you this. And which was a weird DM. It was fine. It's the most sexual I've ever been in a DM. Fine. Took a picture of your butt, and I said, "Butt that ass." Right. So the poster was it was like the kind of like hero shot, like from behind, sure. mm-hmm. you know, the silhouette, the pose with the danger in front of me. And they did some substantial Photoshop work to my ass yeah. in a way that is kind of bizarre. Now I don't have a great butt. <laughs> I have on my phone the undoctored images where there's just kind of like a sag in the costume where my butt's <laughs> supposed to be. I understand if they want to tighten it up a little bit. They gave me the most prominent and tight ass I have ever seen on a piece of marketing. Wow. It's like Victoria's Secret level. It's a beautiful butt. It I looks want to tell like you the that. suit cannot contain it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Nothing stopping that ass. And, and so that, yeah, that's the whole poster. It's just it just feels it like a poster is. selling my butt. Wow. Whatever gets people to turn Which it, made tune me in. I feel right? kind of insecure that they uh, were like, that's the only way we can get people to watch that show no is if we pretend this dude is like rocking a J Lo like style. It looks like a Spanx. I mean, it looks like that's what they're selling is. Like this suit yeah. will tighten wow. your buttocks. I would like that suit. I'd walk around in it. I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of these things. Yes. Yeah. Hey. I, I, yes. Mm, on that so note, that is the SPJ, and okay. you get to go out yep. on that. All right. Or will you say I'm, goodbye to our listeners? Goodbye, but listeners don't goodbye. leave. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm. I'm leaving because I am pressed for time. We were you late. Are. That's on us. They were. We were late. The they new were. ones were. Griffin, a uh, little more SPJ. Okay. I think if people um, get on your Twitter and see some of the amazing things that you've done I think they will admire you even more I admire you you're saying just on Twitter yeah okay absolutely um, but also your podcast uh, blank yeah, check yes, yes yes let's talk about blank check yeah I'd prioritize that over the Twitter but I guess whatever gets me followers yeah yeah do bo- they can do both they can do both they can do both I had Twitter for a very long time with hold tweet. yeah Romley you're not on Twitter no, but I'm big Instagram. You're a big on IG, IG. So we're going we're gonna to follow you on Instagram. Okay. We'll have links. Okay. But you're not on Twitter. I am on Twitter, but I don't tweet. She's okay. got one of those Twitter accounts that's just the linked Instagram links. Fine. Yeah, I only tweet to respond to Griffin occasionally. Being that's like, ugh, really? Yeah, it's usually that's that fair. exact yeah. message. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get back to the tick, of course. Okay. But let's talk about Blank Check. Sure. How did your podcast start? Uh, my buddy David Sims and I, who's the film critic for The Atlantic... Uh, we were both going through low points in our lives, and as uh, men who are obsessed with movie trivia, we started going to uh, the weekly trivia night of Videology, RIP, recently closed, so sad. but was a wonderful uh, movie-themed bar in New York City, and we became very obsessed and competitive with that, uh, and played for like a year and a half, mm. um, and then we're like, we need to move on with our lives, this is becoming too much of a thing, uh, but we felt like we needed some new structure for our friendship now that we didn't have this weekly event. Right. So we had this idea, what if we did a podcast about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, that's the only thing we ever talk about, Yep. and the premise is that we pretend it's the only Star Wars movie. That that was the first one and it didn't work and he never got to make sequels. 
yes. because we thought this was our big overthinking idea. Uh, everyone always judges that movie through the prism of, oh, it's so disappointing. It's not like old Star Wars. And we're like, what if we pretended there's no old Star Wars to compare it to? It's this just his it? own thing. Uh, he just never got the franchise off the mm-hmm. ground. You know, it's Jupiter Ascending or whatever. Wow. So we did that. Uh, we thought we would be able to Can we to talk sustain... about Jupiter Ascending for just a second? I'm a big fan. Uh, how do you feel about, uh, I believe, roller skates? Do I remember roller skates? He has, like, sort of rocket skates. He, Ro- like, roller you. skates thank through you. the skies. Fair enough. It's, it's and you it mimics the physical movement of roller skating. It but is the Starlight yeah. Express yeah. of movies. Yes, that's what I kind of feel like. It's sort of your Xanadu mm. of, of space operas. And yes. he, is a, he has some dog characteristics. He's a dog man. She loves dogs. And we're talking about Mr. Chang Tatum. Mm-hmm. Chang Tatum plays a, a sky skating dog man. And uh, Mila Kunis plays a Russian immigrant um, uh, cleaning woman who yeah. finds out that she is, in fact, intergalactic royalty. And that's what we always assumed. And what it taught me was, I have the power within me to be anything. Yeah, and the other thing you learn in that movie is the way she figures out that she's intergalactic royalty is that bees on our planet are actually an alien species who are attracted to royalty. Sure. She always has bees trying to sting her. So it's a nice reframing of bees to make people feel good after a bee sting. Like, oh, maybe I'm the royal blood, man. Yeah, maybe I am the queen. It's a great film. 10 out of 10. I'm a big fan. Excellent. Um, Back to your podcast. So that was the premise, was the Phantom Menace thing, and we thought we'd be able to just do that indefinitely. And we ran out of stuff around uh, hour 12. Uh, (laughs) So then we decided, let's pretend like we're discovering the other Star Wars movies. So that became the podcast, but after a year, we ran out of Star Wars movies, and we're like, we kind of want to keep doing this thing, whatever this is. And the thing we latched onto was that the show had kind of become about George Lucas and how getting all this creative freedom was like the death of him. That once he could make whatever he wanted and he was self-financing these movies, the movies uh, stopped working. Yeah. And so that became the prism where it's like we will pick a director like George Lucas and analyze their career. We'll do one movie per episode and how they start to get big, had their breakthrough. So Shyamalan was the first one we did, was the key example, where he makes two movies that no one even knows yep. uh, existed before he makes The Sixth Sense and immediately now can make anything he wants. And There's a rise and fall. Right. Yeah. And, and now a rise again. We're back on the rise. He's back on the rise again. Now, I do have to, I said I never go into Times Square. Sure. And I did dip down just a couple of streets, and there is a very, very big uh, shirtless beast. Uh, uh, sure, Mr. The Beast from uh, Split and Glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. James McAvoy. Yeah, he's spread across a giant building. I mean, so I'm, go be entertained by that. I could not be more thrilled for that movie. It looks absolutely insane. So you are currently on which director? We are currently on Tim Burton. We're, we're deep in a, a, what will be a months long. He's the longest filmography we've covered. All right. And we, do you do every film? We do. Wow. We do. That's the so thing. Much. So we usually try to pick someone who has like 10 or less. Yeah. And Burton is like, it's a, a 30-year career now. It's 20 movies. Wow. 21 maybe. Uh, so we're going to go all the way from Pee-wee's Big Adventure to uh, uh, Dumbo, which will be out by the time our miniseries is done. There's it's a lot to cover there. There's a lot to cover. And it's some of my favorite movies and some movies I uh, yeah. cannot stand. And some movies where he just makes the same movie over yeah. again, but with some different characters. But we're trying to, we're trying to like really you know, give some serious thought to what he represents and where he went wrong and where he went right and all of that. Yeah. You are, for me, a delightful crank on the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, I hope that's okay to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think I, little have... stinker is the term that I usually use Fair. to describe my role on the show. I'm a Good little job. stinker. Now, my yeah. job on this is 
asshole. Sure. Yes, I see that kind of saucy asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than a little stinker. It is definitely. Romley, yeah. what's your role? Not on the podcast, just in life. What what name would you give yourself? Uh, I uh, I think I'm everybody's fifty year old aunt. I like it. Yeah. Do you have cats or not? No, it's okay. more like I I would describe myself as second divorce just closed. Mm-hmm. Nancy Midlife Myers crisis in a great Fair. way. Meryl Streep comedy. Do you have a nice kitchen at that point? In this role, well, that's yes. the goal. That's a Nancy Myers, yes. right? Is to Fine. get. Um, it's complicated as Romley's mood board. That, yes, that it really is. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait to be middle aged and dance around my kitchen. Can't yes. wait to date Alec Baldwin. That I could skip. I guess the priority is divorcing Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just perpetually in a midlife crisis. But, but also 20. free. Yeah, I'm very... That's the thing. I like that. My big thing is that... And Griffin... We, we actually talked about this on Playing Check, is, and Griffin said it really well, is that, like, I want to have, like... I want to be divorce, a divorcee, but, like, really never have been tied down by a man. I like, like it. Like, the guy is really just an accessory. She likes the idea of the newfound freedom that comes right. post-divorce, but she, the, the getting married in the first place is secondary. I'm very independent. So I feel like if you could get a divorce without getting married... That's the ideal. That would be the yeah, yeah. As long. I mean, there are a lot of different scenarios I could see happening for myself. Let's restate that Romney is twenty years old. Right, Um, right. But you have choices, which is really exciting. I could see myself getting married to a friend, Mm -hmm. like have a great friend, and just have this like really fun life. But it not be a real marriage. Right, right. Um, I could see myself living with someone and never getting married. So then it just can kind of dissipate. You're Stedman. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Um, yeah. Right. Everyone wants a Stedman. Yeah. 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 I want a Gale too. The steadiest. I want yeah. both. Yes. Yeah. I want Stedman, and I'd like a Gale. Yeah. Thank you. But no matter what the situation is, I'll always have this just divorced attitude. Mm. This freedom. I love that role. That's, it's that's a powerful role. Yeah. yeah. The tick. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. I still can't believe uh, it, it's it's my life. I, w- I was I was a very big fan of the uh, all the previous incarnations of the tech. Yeah, and uh, being part of it in any capacity didn't seem like a thing that was attainable. And also, someone giving me this large of a role didn't seem like anything that was attainable because I mostly just played the personal assistant who would hand yep. star paperwork on things. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Now you've played that role as I as I did a Duck Benson mm-hmm. on you, and looked you up to see what your top movies were on IMDb.com. Okay. Do you know what your top it four shifts. mentioned? Fis- uh, yeah, it shifts. Okay, okay, I'm gonna take a guess. Is Tick in there right now? It is not. It is not. And okay. we're talking about on your. Uh, IMDb page. Right, there's the sort of best known for. It says known for, and you have four things. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my guesses. The tick is not there. I'm gonna take my guesses. Yes. Naomi and Eli's no kiss list. Absolutely not. (laughs) Not on there. No. It was. Oh yes, it is there. Thank you. Thank you. It's number two. The title's so long it cut off. It is. It just says no kiss list. Right. Sorry. Yeah. It's number two. You got it. That's a Victoria Justice movie. So that's you know SEO. Their her fans are searching for that a lot. I think that ups it on my list. Uh, in that one, I play the ducky. That's the other role I would play. Is the That's best friend in love with role. the female protagonist. I saw John Cryer yeah. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Small play. Yeah. With his then wife, later divorced her. He was fine. He's he's a fine actor. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, he was fine. The, the show was fine. Sure. Yes. He was fine. Yes. But uh, Ducky, Ducky's a life goal. Yeah, I mean that was a that was a formative character for me. Uh, if Romilly wants to be Meryl Streep, and that's complicated. I want to be Ducky, which is kind of like damning yourself into. But good shoes. Good shoes, great dancer. Okay, so that's one of that's them. That's number one. That's or one that's of them. two. That's is, two. Is draft day on there? Draft day is it's number one. Amazing. All okay. right, so I think that gives you four points. Congratulations. So that's All the right. king of my personal assistant. Draft day, and what does Kevin Costner smell like? Uh, I mean, he he smells like masculinity. It, can you? bottle it what notes would i smell uh it's sort of a a, a musky forest good i was hoping you'd say musk yeah i'd say i you know forest no prairie i was hoping for prairie pine i you know what i mean maybe it had to do with this specific role but i felt like a real like this is like a great american oak tree you know i know he's he's famous for the westerns but i wasn't getting the dust i was getting Mm. that sort of natural american woodsy kind of thing great you've got two more on there do you want to go for him you get one more guess um try to get one of them yes i mean here's my question i don't know if you can give me this hint or not or both of them films or either of them TV shows? They, um, one one was a TV show. Okay. One, one appears to be a film. Was Fort that, Tilden one of them? Say it again. Fort Tilden? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> no. not. No, what did okay. you do in Fort Tilden? Uh, I, I played kind of a ducky. I played a guy who wanted to date a girl and okay. they were interested in my best friend instead. Great. Yeah. Good yeah, role. It was one of those. Yeah. It's not, so you lost. Okay. Um, but you did get one and two, so congratulations. Thank you. Number four, political animals. I was a personal assistant on that. I handed Carla Gugino her papers. That's a great role. It was. She's wonderful. It now, was, is she the one who is on The Haunting of Hill House? Is that I Carla have not Gugino? watched The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, Maybe it is. Uh, she, of course, is the mother in Spy Kids. Fair. Yes. Uh, she, she is Haunting of Hill House. Okay. She's amazing. She's a great actor. She's uh, amazing. That was one of those. Among of, many other things. Yes. Right. A lot of my work for uh, the better part of a decade was me getting to work with really good actors like Kevin Costner and Carla Gugino and just study them. And I would come in at the beginning or the end of the scene, knock on the doorframe and go like, um, blank is online too. Uh, we need your response for the papers or whatever the thing I said was. Do you, can you help me with this one? It is uh-huh. called Butt Whistle. Butt Whistle, yeah. yeah. Can you I have no idea there? how that ends up in the top four. But I would like to say... A paycheck is a paycheck. So a paycheck's a paycheck, and I'm very proud to say I got paid a full $100 for that movie. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the Excellent. guarantee was originally $200. They would pay me $100 per day, mm-hmm. and they ended up cutting my second day of filming. Well, that's how life goes. Um, uh, it was a local no. hire in L.A. I had to pay my own airfare to go yeah. out to film the movie Butt Whistle. So, so you that's lost fine. money on Butt Whistle. I lost money on Butt Whistle. The one thing Great. I want to say on my defense is yeah. when that movie was shot, it was called Samaritan. Which is a proper name for a movie. You don't control anything. And then a year later, they went, guess what? You are now forever in a movie called Butt Whistle. Butt Whistle. Congratulations on that. Uh, We do play a game here. I know we need to wrap up. Sure. Uh, By the way, I played a cop in that. That was against type. That feels like a brag. It was me and Thomas Jane were cop partners. Did he wear shoes? He, not to set. Thank you. He showed up barefoot. This is known My about friend. Thomas Jane. Is that the movie where they made you drive even though you didn't have a driver's That's license? a different film. Oh, that I was another movie that. in which I played a ducky. That's called Strawberry Wine. It has been stricken from IMDb. Fine. We denied that the movie wine. was ever shot. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's the only time I've ever driven in my life as a New York City boy was on camera for that movie, which now doesn't exist. Um, before we get to the game, and we will make it quick, do you sure. have, how, many, how many minutes do you have? Us? We're good. We're good. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do this all day. We're, we're flexible. Oh, okay. My Blake check takes calls. five and a half hours. Well, a long time so I'm, yeah. this is, I was we're moving expecting at a to be here, here. till 6 yeah. p.m. All right. Uh, I watched The Tick with my son. I will, my, and this isn't criticism of you. Uh-huh. 
my daughters don't want to watch you. That's fine. All right, and you, I don't. It's not personal. You did send me a very kind Twitter message when you were watching it with your son about how much he liked it, which was very exciting to hear. He does. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's something about helping kids know that there's a career out there, much like Ronald, you saw from mm-hmm. Food Network that you can go be this. Yeah. Um, and I think for my son to see that, wait a minute, that's a real person. Yeah. Who my dad knows on. Twitter, sure. <laughs> so maybe Twitter he's real. Maybe yeah. he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it helps him see. I will say, you, you know, know I, I oh, don't think I've said this in a, an interview because I don't want I don't want people oh. behind the curtains too much. Whoa. My mean into that character is I try to play him like a child yeah. because he had this sort of formative trauma when he was a young boy, and for me, he's sort of developmentally at that level, like so, emotionally there or just yeah. his life got stuck there a little bit of both okay. but uh you know a child like sort of playing the role of adults and yeah. once he gets to play superhero i really try to play it like this is a kid on the playground getting to do it i get very excited when when young children watch the show because i uh i it, it means i think that element is connecting maybe yeah and the tick is very much like a child as well yeah and it's yes yeah. and it's a it's a different way to look at superheroes right uh, which is a nice way into them and not just and i love what Marvel often does, but right. this is a uh, this is a different way into superheroes. But the Tick and Arthur are both kind of overdeveloped children who are thrilled at the possibility of getting to play superhero. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So we play a game okay. to finish out. Mm-hmm. It's called Lots of Likes. You may have heard it. It's okay if you didn't, because that means you didn't make it to the end of the episode that you listened to, and that is fine. Okay. I and listened to a okay. couple. I no, didn't no, make it no, to the end no, of any no, one. no, no harm. Okay. No harm. Okay. We appreciate you being here. It's, sure. You know, obviously you don't have time to listen to the podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Well, let me help you through it. So it's called Lots of Likes because uh, Lori was shamed at a steak restaurant not too far from here for taking a picture of her steak, no flash. Uh, and the, mm-hmm. But the waiter came back and goes, Lots of likes. And she said, excuse me. And he said, hope you get lots of likes. Got to get the likes. And just totally shamed her for enjoying something. Backhanded. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we are reclaiming lots of likes. Okay. We're taking it back. And so we're going to talk about the things that we like. It's a rapid fire round. We're going to go A, B, A, B. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's back and forth. Be ready. Okay. The only way to lose it is... Honestly, you can't. Like, there's, you can't really? lose it. Is there a way to win it? Yes. Okay. And the way to win it is by running out the clock, which you could, you very well can do. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. Uh, having an answer that is just so jaw dropping that it stops everything, sure. like uh, mayonnaise sandwich. Which oh, wow. did just dropped. It was phenomenal. It doesn't have to be food based things. No. No. Okay. No. Uh, or telling me to fuck off. That's and another way to end the game. That is a way to end the game. Okay, so that exists as sort of an emergency. Absolutely. Yeah. Or just anger. Okay. Right? Or you're done. Sure. And you can just say fuck off. Sure. sure Are sure. the rules clear? Yes. We're yeah. going to go back and forth. Riley, we're going to start with you. Ready? Can you start with Griffin? No. Oh. So it's just something I like? Just something you like. Okay. You don't okay. have to I'll impress. I'll start slow. I'll start slow. Oh, get and you don't, it doesn't have to be impressive. Okay. It's just what do you like? Okay. So you ready? Yeah. What do you like? Anchovies. Wow, I like that. Why do you like them so much? You know, I, I think I like them so much because I don't think that I'm going to like them. Yeah. Yeah. And then they come through and with that beautiful. And they're so yeah, good. I mean, are. I like, I eat them out of the jar. Wow, wow. Yeah. You really I love, you love them. It's called lots of likes, but we allow love. Oh, sorry. Too. I, no, no, I, no. I, I no. really, really, no, no, no. really like them. We allow anchovies. love. We allow love. Okay. Griffin. Uh, I, I've been really into ramen lately. 
Hmm. I moved to a very corporate neighborhood where it's a lot of power lunch ramen places. Great. So I've been eating ramen about like eight times a week. And I'm liking it a lot. No, you can love it. I don't love it. I like you it. You like it. Why don't you love it? I like it a lot. I save love for the Why things. Why don't you love it? Well, I mean, look, maybe Why I just don't haven't. You love it? Maybe I haven't found my perfect ramen order yet. Maybe you won't give yourself over to ramen. I'm still experimenting with new places and new menu items. Maybe you're not vulnerable. I find the guest. You're Open correct. yourself up to ramen. I'm like guarding allow myself love. against ramen. Allow the love. It won't yeah. hurt you. Yeah. What do you like? I like my beverages very, like, scorchingly hot. Fantastic. Yes. What do you like? Uh, I've, been, I've been watching Taxi on Hulu, the classic sitcom Taxi. And boy, is that one good. It's Who's a real your favorite character? Uh, I, w- I would say, I mean, it's Alex Rieger. You know, it's it's sort of... Who's uh, that? It's the Judd Hirsch character. Oh, okay, thank you. You know, there are yeah. a few sitcoms where I think the protagonist, the main character, is also the most interesting character. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I think that show is so good. Thank you. What do you like? Roma. Roma. I haven't watched it yet. I really just good. saw it. So I'm that annoying person that's like, have you seen Roma? I've, I've seen Roma. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to. You should see Roma. I will. Thank you. What this is going to sound like I'm sucking up to you. Sweater season. Sweater season's the best. No, you can say that to my sweater. I am open to loving sweater season. And I, in fact, was a little irritated today. It was a little too hot, and I didn't want to smell like a pig. Embarrassed that you did and owned it and made it I commit to the sweater and all that comes with it. Smelling like a pig. Mm -hmm. A suckling pig? A suckling pig. A delicious suckling pig? Yeah. I believe. Thank you. What do you like? Latkes. Mm, Just straight up. I had an amazing. I went to Russ and Daughters the other day. Yeah. And had uh, latkes with sour cream and salmon roe. And I was just like, I was, I'm really hungry right now. So I was thinking about yeah. how much I liked that. They're so good. Really good. All right. What do you like, Griffin? What do I like? I like the holidays. I like the holiday season. Huh. I like the magistry. I like with the building we're recording it right now has giant nutcrackers outside. <laughs> I of sure it. do. I They're love like that 20 sort feet of tall. Or I something. like that pageantry. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What 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 else do you like? I like my brother Griffin. Yeah. I like my sister. That just bought me time. (laughs) All right. What else do you like? Um, I really do like air conditioning. Really? Yes. That was going to be mine. Really? Yeah. Uh, No, I really, I, even when it's cold, I just love being cold. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can't sleep no, unless layer it's up. freezing. Absolutely, same. Do you layer up? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I love like a lot of very heavy bedding situation mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a arctically cold room. Are you doing a down? Yeah. Okay. Are yeah. you doing a duvet? Yeah. Okay. And then do you I like shake? So I have you, there's a thick, yeah. very thick duvet mm-hmm. and then sometimes a down and then always a blanket on top. Yeah. I like a lot of pillows. And sometimes I sleep in a sweater. Yeah. But it, the room has to be really, 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 really cold. Uh, I similarly like the uh, I like the duvet, and then I put my bathrobe on top because I like the weight, oh. just on, a little bit, not too much. On top of the duvet, on top <laughs> yeah. of yourself. On top of the duvet. That's an interesting. That's I don't cold. want too much. Yeah. I don't want a weighted blanket. I got my wife a weighted blanket for Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. She wanted a weighted blanket. I said yes, but not for me. Because that feels too much. I don't want to be imprisoned. Can you attest to the fact that I brought up how much I liked air conditioning and we were talking about before Romley showed up? You did. Up? And again, and I'd say conscience. it's another DNA thing. I'd say it's another were DNA Were you actually going to say air conditioning? I was because we had been talking oh. about it. We talked about it. He talked about it. We sleeps with it. He sleeps with it and the rain was too loud yeah. last I was night. saying, was I, and I wear the heavy duvet because I want to be cold Love and warm it. at the yeah. same time. All right, you both get uh, two more. Okay. Actually, if Griffin, you have to go three more to be fair. All right? Two more for you. Okay. Okay. You can be weird with these. Uh-huh. Be out there controversial. Sure. Or very straightforward. Doesn't okay. matter. 
Go for it. Go I want to work another food thing in. There's there's a junk food product called the Cookie Dough Cafe. Yeah. Discovered it through Shark Tank. Great. And it is like cookie dough that comes in like a pudding cup, like a single serving pudding cup. And it's cookie dough with none of the raw eggs or elements that make it unsavory. And I have just been buying it in bulk. And my, my fridge is just Cookie Dough Cafe, which makes me look like a serial killer. But it's really good. You're taking a while to process this. It's a lot. It's a lot. I know. I don't disagree with a it. A lot for me to throw on you. This you just gave podcast. us a lot to process. Sure. And so I just wanted to not skip right over it. Take a breath. Yeah. And I would encourage our listeners. Listener, Maggie, I'm talking to you. Hi, Megan. Maggie. Maggie. Hi, Maggie. But also maybe Megan is Megan. listening as well. We say hello. Okay. Maggie, Maggie we say we hi. say hi. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. What do you like? I... Uh, recently, we well, recently, yeah. But for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I was very scared about spending so much time alone. In a, I mean, not alone in a house, isolated with my family. Yeah, even though I love. Yeah, love, but that's but, a but lot. It's a lot. Um, so I became addicted to these very expensive and some really bad habit CBD gumdrops. Yeah, the Lord Jones CBD gumdrops. Okay, and they uh, they work. And, and they chilled you out. They chilled me out, which is a, a big thing. But I you didn't know. feel high. I didn't feel high. Okay. But also the packaging's really nice, and they're delicious. I mean, the problem is you take one, and you're like, well, I want another. So tell me again, Lord Johnson. Lord Jones. Lord Jones. Yes, but they're a real Lord investment Jones. gumdrop, which those two words don't go together. Okay. Investment in the sense that you should buy a pack and let them appreciate and value <laughs> <No>. over time. <laughs> I just yeah, mean that. It's like a Bitcoin. Uh, but I think the thing, the thing with those is that, like, I have to... I have to take my time. I keep yeah. them on my bedside table. And Pace. only, I'm like, is this a Lord Jones moment? No. This is, I can get through this moment. I can get through it you all want to save their yes. power for yes. what is they it, I am, yeah. yeah. Yes, I really like. I have to like, go confront some things. Right. Fair enough. I really like them. All right, Griffin. Uh, I'm very obsessed with a, uh, a mobile, a cell phone game called Disney Emoji Blitz. Oh. Is it good? It, I mean, I'm a big fan. Here's what I like about it. It's your classic kind of match for Candy Crush style mobile game. Thank you. You're but speaking to me. The things you are matching are emojis of Disney characters. But the thing I like about it is when you hit certain marks, point yes. counts, have enough coins, what have you, all the different currencies, you win emojis that then you can use in text. So it feels more productive than other cell phone games because you're getting a currency that you can then use in text conversations, like a little winky-eyed Jafar emoji, you know? Mm. And they go deep on characters, too. Have you seen sexy Jafar? I have. That's why I'm saying I'm ahead of the sure. curve now, because I have Jafar with heart eyes. Wow. I have that. I can send that to you. With heart eyes. With heart eyes. I can send it to you right now. Would I'm you? Saying, yeah, I will send it to you right now. We'll screenshot it. We'll share it with this episode. It's a fun emoji. Thank you. And he is sexy Jafar now. He is sexy Jafar now. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, they, when we were recording this, they just released photos for the new Aladdin and live action, and people, it's sexy Jafar. Yes, people are as impressed with the sexiness of Jafar as they are unimpressed with the everything of Will Smith as the genie. Will Smith as the genie. It's a weird... The, I, it feels too Fresh Prince to me. Yeah, they claim... Did you see their claim that that is just his human disguise and that oh. most of the movie he's blue in CGI? No, I didn't. But so we'll see. Jury's it's out. It's exciting. Jury's it's out. exciting. Romley, I think this is your last one. I really, really, really like salt, salt fat, acid, and heat. Now, Samin is a personal friend. I'm... And she has been on the show. She's I a friend know, of spicy, the pod. I know, spicy, spicy, spicy. 
you know and that's spicy, so it's not you're uh, fine. sour 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 I'm thinking about how much Isn't I like spicy food uh, she's amazing she's the best what we didn't say on that episode is when we got done she ran around the room and then hugged my children she's incredible oh that's a power she is made uh, she's so smart and so talented but she also really is made for tell i mean she is the most captivating television presence i've ever yeah. seen it's just her yeah just her I, being her i wish that show existed when i was growing up because yeah I would have been yeah it's good obsessed. to have it's good to have new faces right? yes uh i would like to thank you for the sexy jafar oh it's a good one right it is. And now you can copy-paste it and send it Thank to you people. for this. Yeah, it's a good Thank you. It feels like a gift. Yeah. And it is. And I, I look forward to seeing you on the uh, Disney Emoji Blitz leaderboard soon. I'll crush you. I just want you to know. Yeah. I'll crush you. Another thing I like about it is the longer you play, the higher your point scores become because your characters become higher level. I mean, I won't get into it, the whole No, point. it feels very involved. Yes, it's very And involved. worth it. It's and a good community. way to spend my Yes. I'm sorry? It's his own community. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. So I can make new friends. friends. Yes, definitely. Most definitely. I would like that. Yeah. Griffin, your last one, please. My last one. Uh, I, I like I like podcasts. I like the medium of podcasts. I like Hit me. What are you listening to? What am I listening to? Like real, don't stretch. Like yeah. top three to listen to. Top three to listen to. Podcast The Ride I'm really into. It's, it's so good. Really good, right? And did you listen this morning? I haven't. The new one is, what was it? It was something good. I started talking about today. It's Grinchmas. They're the so universal rethink of Grinchmas. They're very you, nice, good boys. Did they are nice, good boys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you? How did you do with the city walk? Loved uh, it. I wanted to cry at the last episode. I that did they too. made it. I'll, I did too. This is a podcast that is about uh, theme parks and uh, rides and amusement parks in general. And they did a twenty-part saga about City Walk, which is sort of the outdoor shopping mall outside of Universal Studios uh, Hollywood. Uh, and so they released one episode a day for 20 days. Yes. Um, and I was moving when those episodes were coming out. So it was like, oh, I'm spending all day indoors packing up shit and throwing stuff out. It was really like necessary for me to have that much content for me to listen to, to occupy my brain. Yeah. And I've been going through withdrawal since it ended. I'm not used to not having yeah. like I needed them in that many episodes in the log yeah. that I can listen to. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, I think you need to give us two more. Two more. Uh, uh, Doughboys, it's an obvious sure. answer. Have you been on? I'm trying so hard. I'm doing the full Doug Benson approach. Do you know them? Uh, I, I've been doing some DMs with okay. them. Okay. Yeah. You have a good end? I've got a good end. Is it you, Song? It is not you, Song. Okay. We'll talk after this. It's someone who's been on a couple of times. Okay. And knows them from UCB days. Interesting. I've been messaging with them. Hopefully it will happen. All right. Listen, I Podcast know- Podcast the ride. I'm on the books. Listen, here's what I'm yeah. saying. Yes. I know you're a big Hollywood star. Big New York star, but go on. <laughs> big Hollywood star. Okay. Okay? I get it. I get that uh-huh. you can get on any podcast. I can't. One would think. I know yeah. that you can get on any podcast okay, yes. and win it. Yes. You've proven that. Uh-huh. Could I help you get on Doughboys? Please. I could use all the help Thank I can Thank you. Get. That's all I want to do is try to yes. help. It's Thank you. It's difficult to schedule with Mitch. Wow. Yeah. I saw, I was in D.C. yesterday, mm-hmm. and I went down the elevator the train station, Union Station, mm-hmm. and I thought I saw Mitch. And it made me so happy, but then I realized his eyes were too open. Too open. So it wasn't he's got Mitch. very small eyes. Romley it wasn't doesn't Mitch. listen to the show. He's got very, very small eyes. Did you watch Love on Netflix? Oh, I, I did, actually. Okay, he's the uh, friend of, uh, the boyfriend, sort of boyfriend of the Australian roommate. Big uh, guy with a beard. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. The great Mike Mitchell. 
All right, number three. Third podcast. Uh, I will say uh, at this time of the year, uh, uh, Film Spotting is like my favorite yeah. sort of like serious movie review podcast as opposed to the jokey movie podcast that I listen to. Yep. And it's pretty exciting to listen in the, the year-end glut of like, uh, A, all these prestige movies coming out every week, but B, them catching up with old things. I look forward to these, the, the top uh, 10 films of 2018 just dropped today. And that's like, I'm very excited to listen Fantastic. to that one. Yeah. Thank you. You both won. Congratulations. Good time. Do you know what you get? You don't get a goddamn thing. You can have more haichus, though. I was going to ask. And you're going to leave with some haichu, if you want that. That's exactly the only prize I could ever dream of. Uh, Follow them on Instagram. Are you on Instagram, Griffin? I am, Griff Lightning. But I I think the Twitter's more the Twitter's better, but Romley. Food by Romley. Food by Romley. Great. We'll have links. Everybody open up. Cool. Griffin's Instagram is quite a... Quite a is it I'm real still special? figuring it out. I'm figuring no, it out. I don't out. think he's figuring. I, I think his content choice is. Very I think it's hard. I'm figuring out. It's, it's a tough. It's a tough. I it's think tough it's hard. Landscape. Yeah. If you follow me, what you'll see is I like to show my Oreos in hazelnut milk. And see, that's, that's my thing. My oh. kind of content. Thanks. I'm gonna. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Start liking that. Give you lots con- of likes. It's confrontational. Yeah. Where do you even get it? hazelnut milk? At Target. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Wow. $3.99 for a box. Does it really taste like hazelnuts? Sort of. Okay. Can I ask where we stand on oat milk? I love it. I'm great with it. Okay. I know one day I'm just going to like throw up oat milk because it's so rich. <laughs> sure. I mean, it really is. And when I first discovered oat milk, I would drink four oat milk coffees a day. Why wouldn't you? And first of all, it is so like, it's, it's basically like it's liquid oatmeal. So, so this it's is, so filling. This mm-hmm. is my question. So I was like constantly mm-hmm. full. Not to open up a whole new can of worms here this late in the podcast, but no, I we ask. were we were closing down, but let's open it back up. Just very quickly, just one little can no, of worms. Say it, say it, say it. I hate milk. It's one of my like right, food it's revulsions. But I'm kind of, and I never have been really into the alternatives, all, almond milk, soy milk, because I'm like it's trying to taste like the thing I don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The selling point I've heard for oat milk is like it kind of tastes more like oat than milk, and I feel like I want to try this thing. I'm gonna sell you on oat milk. If I'm anti-milk, that won't turn me off to oat milk, right? If I like Correct. oats, I like oatmeal. I'm gonna love this thing. I think so. Yeah. I'm sell. I I hate milk as right. well. Yes. I don't mind it in coffee. See, I won't even deal right. with that. No, I can't. No, I no coffee. No, no. But black, six please. packets of sugar. Wow. In black coffee, that's okay. my. Okay, that's a yeah. different thing. Griffin. Sugar in the raw, six packets. I take six, sugar in the raw. I rip them all at the mm, same time and pour all six packets. That's that feels like peacocking. It's a little me. bit of peacocking. It's a flex. It's almost impressive. <laughs> it's a flex. Uh, here's how I feel. My brother's a dairy farmer. So yeah. support that. Sure. Right. As an industry, sure. Cannot drink it. Will die. It sucks. If I have a little no, can I have yogurt? Of course I can. Uh-huh. Can I have uh, cheese. Sorry, right, you love cheese. Yeah, yeah. nothing's going to stop me on the right. cheese. Yeah. Can I do a little bit of milk in my coffee? Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Raw we'll fun. be in pain. Just be on the floor. I eat cereal dry. Be I eat cereal almost every morning oh, for breakfast dry. Here's what I'd like you to consider. Sure. Coconut milk. I'm, I'm going to... I Just knowing Griffin, Yeah. that's going to go down really I, then, I, badly. Right, then don't do that. Because I like the then flavor of oatmeal more than I like the flavor of The thing I'll say about oat milk yeah. is it really does tastes like oatmeal yeah and i think that's some people's problem with it is yeah. they're like it the taste actually yeah. comes through so much in and the for coffee me, that's not a bug it's a feature right, right. it's not trying it's to very naturally yeah. sweet right and mm. also very creamy it, it feels awesome mm-hmm. it's not pretending to be yeah. something else i would agree yeah I, I, that's how i feel about coconut milk that's yeah. why i love it so much sure. i'm just listening to coconut as a you flavor should, yeah. you shouldn't do it okay but f- so we discussed this on a previous episode uh-huh 
and I kind of get it wrong. What is for you is for you. Yeah. But not everything is for you. I think that's a great take. I think it's a great stance. And so you can love everything yeah. that you love. Yeah. Fully. But for me, it is coconut milk. Sure. Also, hazelnut milk. Do they call it milked hazelnuts? Yes. Do I like that? Absolutely. Don't like One that. One thing I didn't realize is that milk with a Y Ooh. is for non-dairy milk. That's like the official way M-Y-L-K? to spell. M-Y-L-K? Yeah. That's like, that's right. the spelling for milk huh. not made from cow. And then milk with an I is obviously... That hurts, Dairy. and I guess I'm not ready to get on board yeah. yet. Yeah. But it's just something the world I changes, doesn't found it? out, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's stupid." And they're like, "No, that's an official thing." Mm. Well, I reject it, but Same here. maybe I'll embrace it soon. You both are a delight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. For, you are our first brother and sister duo. You asked me, and I said, "Look, I got I got to bring the sis in. It's an automatic plus one situation because she's she's the one in the food world." She's a better guest than you, too. Unquestionably. <laughs> She's become one of the more popular guests on my podcast. So there you are. Yeah. The Reddit pay. I I never yeah. thought I'd find myself scrolling through Reddit, but people You're love me. You're a win. Big people win. Like Epic me. win. Epic win. Uh, someday I'll say that, maybe. Uh, when, when is this coming out? January? In January-ish. It might bleed into February. Okay. Season two of The Tick will be coming out sometime within a month or two of when. I don't know if our release date's been announced yet. But, uh, they were saying mid-January last I looked, but maybe I'm it's, wrong. It's going to be later. It's going to be later. It's going to be later. later. They, they're right. leaving us waiting. But So, um, you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to time this right around the premiere. No, you know what I'm going to say? What? I'm going to say release it in January oh, because Jesus. here's my plug. I can't promise it, but yes. Release it whenever. Release right. it January or February. God. Here's my plug. My plug is watch season one now. If yes. you haven't jumped in, watch season one so you're primed and ready for season two. Your Amazon mm. primed and ready. For season two in the spring. Watch The Tick. Please. Listen to... Blank Check. Thank you. Especially The Devil Wears Prada and Ratatouille. All right, I'll go back. I'll go back. And for you, follow you on Instagram? Yes. All right. Can people hire you? Yes. For recipe testing? Food styling? Food food styling. styling, Recipe development. Freelance writing? Freelance writing. Sometimes teach people how to cook. I mean, I really get anything private related. Lessons? Private lessons. Anything related to food. Yeah. And. Uh, employment. Employment I can do. Great. Uh, you just have to hang out with me, which is sometimes a, a deal breaker. But. No, I, I I think people will know from this episode a pure delight. Thank you. And they would want to hang out with you. Thank you. And you'll bring the CBD I will. And I'm also really good at setting tables. I'm just, I'm... It's a gift. I'm very domestic. It's a gift. Uh, All right, everybody, that's it for this Carb Face. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. It's Carb Face Pod on both. You know, Lori is doing them. She is doing God's work. It's, she's reached a level of um, Ronald McDonald puking gifts that I think... If you're not following her, you're you just fucked up. So go do it. Grab some high chew, kick back, subscribe, like, and love. Goodbye. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.